I have a little confession to make here. I don't know if it's a fact that we're spending more time at home now than ever before, if it's that our businesses and our responsibilities are growing, or if it's the fact that our kid has a heck of a lot of stuff, which we, of course, have the grandparents to thank for that. But I'm going to tell you this. I know that this year more than ever, we've been finding ourselves overwhelmed with clutter. It feels like we're running out of space and time and we're spending way too much energy always cleaning and tidying and organizing, and it still feels like we're not getting anywhere. Can you relate to that? Maybe it's the overwhelming feeling you get when you go into your closet or the frustration you have every morning when you're looking for your shoes or that struggle you have trying to find that one receipt or document that you know you filed somewhere. I have a feeling that as our lives continue to get increasingly digital, as our responsibilities and our families expand, our living spaces get smaller, and we're spending more time at home, I really believe that there's actually never been a more important time or a better time to talk about organization and processes than there is now. Hold up. Before you think, Lisa, this sounds really boring. Trust me when I say you are going to love my guest today, Jane Stoller, and you're going to really enjoy her fresh approach to organization. First of all, she's going to get you thinking about what your life will look like when you're not spending all that time looking for things or digging through clutter or trying to backtrack. The way we're talking about organization today with Jane has a lot in common with goals, something that really surprised and of course, obviously, delighted me. You're going to learn about where the best place to start in your home is and in your business, if you have one. Jane's sharing tools to tackle the hot spots of your house, you know the ones, the closet, the kitchen, your office, the mudroom, and more. And we talk about the best way to create systems and give you ideas on how to transform your home and your business, starting with as little as 10 minutes a day. Now, to be clear, this is about getting time back in your life. And I'm not saying it's all going to be as easy as just 10 minutes. There is some work here. But what really matters is that this is about making your other goals possible because you'll have the systems and the organization in place to support what matters most to you so you can spend your time where you want to. Brilliant, right? So listen in, Golden Girls. By the end of this episode, you're going to be ready to understand how to make organization and processes simple and most importantly, sustainable. With Jane's tips and best of all here, you're going to have clarity of how organization is going to improve your life, which is going to give you the time, the energy, and both the mental and physical space for tackling your goals and dreams so you can live the life you want to be living. So listen in. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Well, hello, Golden Girls. Thank you so much for joining for this special episode. And Jane, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You guys, I'm so excited for you to get to know Jane Stoller. She is a Swiss-Canadian biz and life organizer, speaker, author, and university instructor, holy moly, so many things. (laughs) Um, Her passion is to declutter spaces and organize business 
processes. So Jane has actually written a book called Organizing for Your Lifestyle back in 2016 to help her friends get more organized. And it ultimately got her a lot of attention because she does a great job with it. And this allowed Jane to turn her passion into a profitable business, which is called Organize Jane. Jane travels all around the world working with clients ranging from individuals looking to revamp one space all the way up to big organizations needing a complete overhaul. Um, So Jane, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you. Yes, Anoa, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I think anybody who can benefit from organizing and listen to this, it's just, it's a lot of value. Oh, I think so too. And I know, my goodness, uh, I sent you a picture once of my house and you were like, girl, we need to talk. And I was like, yes, we do. (laughs) This is a topic that I am very interested in and I'm definitely not the expert. So I wanted to have you in here. I know that you, you lecture, you help students learn this, you help businesses, um, and so I just knew when I, as soon as I got the chance to meet you and as soon as you saw my picture and you were like, I can help, I was like, all right, come help me, girl. Um, so tell me a little <laughs> bit more about what you do and specifically like right now, I know in, you've got a couple different projects on the go. So fill me in, where are you at and why is this so important right now? Yeah. So as you mentioned, I do a lot of things and all of it really relates to my passion for helping people and businesses get more organized. And especially right now, I think it's now more than ever, a lot of us have had to pivot our businesses and we have more things going on at home or either working from home more, but we really, organization is really the key to so many things. And I think it's the key to achieving your dreams, to achieving clarity, to being calmer, to spending more time with your family. It all relates to being organized. So I have a lot of different ways that I educate people on how to get organized through my books, speaking events, either virtual or in person, uh, and also my online course that is uh, happening right now. But all of it has the goal to make people and businesses more organized because I know that it's going to help everybody save more time and do the things they really love. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I think – I think organizing sometimes gets this bad reputation. Like it's Mm -hmm. boring or it takes so much time or we're not good at it. But I love what you just said there, which is when you're organized, it actually gives you the time for the things that matter the most. Yeah, exactly. And the part of my process and approach to organizing is it should be part of your organic lifestyle. It should become part of your routine. So you don't even feel like you're organizing anymore. I want you to – it's kind of 10 minutes of your day naturally – so yeah, it doesn't have to feel that overwhelm or that, oh my God, where do I get started? Or like, it's just people, I don't want you to feel that overwhelm. I want you to do it organically. Okay. Well, I'm going to break down all of those questions. But <laughs> let's start with this. Like, um, what are the impacts of not being organized? I mean, I think I know some of them like a messy Ooh. office, uh, but like where, where does that impact our lives when we're not organized? Yeah. So this is actually, this can relate to a really deep level to the first chapter in my book, um, Organizing for Your Lifestyle. And my second book, Decluttering for Dummies, the first part of it is all about mental clutter and mental organization and how much it actually affects our lives just beyond having our shirts color coded or our, you know, our dishes put away properly. It goes a lot deeper. So the effects can really affect you physically, emotionally, mentally, and it can also affect the people that you're living with or are surrounded with or the people that you're teaching or whatever it may be. But there's a really, there's a psychological effect of having clutter around, being disorganized, and also just that distraction, that loss, loss of focus, the inability to get tasks completed, all of that can relate to being disorganized. Wow. 
Okay, how does this – I think I know, but I'd love to hear. Like, How does this affect the people around us? This is a really big one. And um, we don't often – it's just like smoking. The secondhand smoke can affect um, the people around us even more. And I say the, the more disorganized you are can also have – like create a lot of stress for the people that are – either living with you or that you see on a day-to-day basis. So think of coworkers or bosses that are disorganized and they actually create more stress in somebody else's life. So that's why I really um, try in my first step in my process is all about getting down to what you, what your tasks are doing, where your biggest overwhelm is and how it's actually affecting other people, especially work with or live with because we often don't realize the stress we're causing on them and kids especially. Um, and Decluttering for Dummies, the, the one chapter is all about kids and we don't realize the amount of stuff they have and disorganization that they are perhaps now because they have so much stuff, they don't know what to play with, they're getting stressed. So it, it's trickling down. So fascinating. And I got to say, a part of me is really nervous now for my husband to hear this because he's going to be like, I told you it's stressful. <laughs> um, but that's so interesting. And it's something that I think I um, just recently have started to think about as my husband and I have been opening up and having deep conversations about how we want to feel in our home, especially mm-hmm. right now during yeah. – we're recording this, by the way, just so you guys know, we're recording this on May 26, 2020. And I don't always say that, but I think right now as times are changing so fast, it's important to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may not be hearing this for a few months or maybe even years down the road, but you know, we uh, so many of us have spent so much time in our house. And so we've been having these conversations about how to make our home feel better. And it's become really clear to me through those conversations that – it really stresses my husband out when things aren't organized. Um, so I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's something that really until recently, I didn't realize that my disorganization or my ability to be organized could have such a profound impact, positive or negative, on the people around me. And that's such a great such a great aha. It is. And I also think we can't um, I, I never say to force anybody or, you know, we should we should just show the benefits of what being more organized can look like. Or, you know, what if we had a bit less clutter? We could have more time. You could clean less and we could have more time to do X, Y, and Z with our kids or whatever it may be. So really just showing the benefits and the positive outcome that you're both looking for to get your partner or um, kids or friends, whatever, started on that track. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good life lesson for everyone. You can never change people, unfortunately. We can change people. Yeah. (laughs) I would be a billionaire if I could change all the husbands and all the wives. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you've kind of touched on it, but I want to just really um, bring this home because I feel like you really believe in organizing, not just for the sake of having a tidy home, but and I, that's what I really love about you, Jane, is that you go so much deeper than this. What does our life look like? How does our life feel different when we are organized? Yeah, that's such a great question. And one of the first exercises I take clients through, a number of them, but one of the, the really the first ones is really about imagining what your life could look like being organized. And this is usually where people want to be or they want to be able to have more time for something. So really, I relate it back to your, your goals in life, whether it be, you know, starting a side business, leaving your job, having a, starting a family, going on more family trips, spending, you know, more time at home with your family. What are the big goals in your life that you're having that you want to achieve. And that's the way I relate organizing to. So if I envision people calmly getting to that stage and being able to appreciate it when they get there, it's all about the organizational steps. So it's more than just, like you said, um, that's why I believe it goes deeper into just, you know, having those color-coded shirts or boxes. It really relates to your mental health and also your, your vision and your goals. 
Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, so good. I, so this is so funny because it wasn't initially, you know, my intention to talk about this, but I just really appreciate how you tied this to goals because you're right. Like I think it, it is so much deeper than just having a clean house or having people come over and be like, look how organized it is or having mm-hmm. a nice binder. It's it's about what that allows you to do and feel in the rest of your life. So I'm so glad you're, you, you focus on that too because it is so important. Mm-hmm. So it and- sounds like one of the first – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It is the it is the first step. <laughs> so, if somebody's listening right now, like this is a good point to pause and say, "What do What do I want in my life, and how would organizing help?" Is that right, or how did you exactly? Frame that? I really one of the questions in my questionnaire is just really, "What would your life look like being organized?" And then, "What are your next three to five year goals?" Um, and how can being organized help you achieve them? So that's really where you start to think about. A lot of people get it really emotional because they think, I want to start this business. I want to like, you know, my I, my kids are growing up so fast. So really it's that emotional trigger too to really say, okay, let's get you more organized. And the other point is it's not about, you know, the, the aesthetics is, you know, one thing is to have a nicely organized home for other people to see, but I want to organize for your lifestyle and get it. It does not have to be Instagram perfect. <laughs> It has to be um, efficient, save you time so you can focus on those goals. So a lot of us, I feel like we get caught up in that looking pretty, but we should be, you know, it should be efficient and make sense for us. Mm. Where, if, if you were in my house, I know. Um, so where do, where do you suggest people start with organization? Because I think it can be really tempting to feel a little overwhelming. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, do I start with with my office space? Do I start with the kitchen? Do I start with the closets, with the bedrooms, the the toiletries? What? Tell me, where where do we start? Does it depend on who the person is? You know, a lot of people always ask me this and they're always so overwhelmed. Like it's like oh, every house and every room in my house or every bit, like all my business or papers or digital. So I usually say the one big thing you should really focus on first is your home, office, or digital. What is causing you the most stress and start there. And if it's the home, I usually say start with the closet. It's one of those areas where if you start with that, you get some momentum, you can transfer all of those other organizing and decluttering routines to the rest of your home. But it's a really a 10 minute a day process, starting with the closet, getting rid of some emotional things that we, you know, didn't make us feel good. Or, you know, once we see a little bit of progress there, I say you're ready to move on to the rest of your house. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So just to make sure, because I, I love making these episodes, you know, someone can listen and obviously I, I love going deep and talking about beyond just, you know, color coding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so glad we're going there. And I also want everyone to be able to be like, oh, this is one thing I could do. So like, is that what you kind of suggest is start 10 minutes a day on your closet and yes. do that for, for a week and see where, where it ends up? I say, yep, yeah, 10 minutes a day. I hope it continues with like those 10 minutes can tra- transfer to like 10 minutes decluttering another area of your home. But really the closet, especially because we want, it's the first thing we see in the morning. It's the first place where we're, u- we're usually losing time or gaining time in the morning. Like 10 minutes a day equals 60 hours a, a year we could be spending on something else. So just that time waster alone in there, I feel like will really start your day on the right path. So yeah, start 10 minutes a day. Getting 80% of your clothes you should have in there are what you predominantly wear, and they should make you feel confident. So you can show up, you don't worry, because worrying also adds to that, (laughs) that time waste throughout the day. So really, you know, that's one of the first places that I say get laser focused. 
Okay. I love that. That's awesome. And I, there's so much power to seeing momentum. You, you know, I just did this actually in all of our closets. So it's funny that we're talking. Um, and it just felt so good. And now almost not maybe not every day, but every couple of days, I find something else in my closet that I'm like, yeah. all right, you're gone too. <laughs> yeah, it's so it just kind of keeps going. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so if now you're actually literally talking to me, I've like been working on my closet. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, then what? Like, where would you suggest to go from there? Yeah, it's a really good question, uh, and that really depends. You know, I you know, homes are really. It's an individual thing. What's causing you the most stress? Where do you lose the most time? Naturally, it's kind of, I always say, closet, bathroom, kitchen, and then look at your biggest clutter traps. A lot of clutter traps these days are entryways, mudrooms, garages. So those are the big things that maybe a family can help with, but it depends on your family dynamic and how big your house is. But those are kind of the natural evolution of of decluttering. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think one of, I don't know if your other clients face this too, but one of the things I really struggle with is paperwork. You know, when bills come in or um, things that need to be paid or things we need to send in or donations we want to make or all those kinds of things or even, you know, Christmas cards that come in or birthday cards, that's like, I don't, do other people struggle with this too or is that just me? Nope. This is the biggest <laughs> struggle. So it's not just you. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I actually said in the beginning, I said, first I tell clients, where's your biggest challenge? Is it home, office, or digital? And that digital really sparks something because today, you know, a lot of the paper you're getting is probably on an email too. And our email boxes are cluttered, right? Our mail is now some of its, you know, e-bills. We're getting totally bombarded with our digital life. And a lot of our paperwork has transferred to digital, which I think is wonderful but now we're totally disorganized digitally. And I think this is, for 2020, I've been working most on email decluttering, file sorting on our computer, and getting us just a bit more digitally organized. Oh, okay. Can you speak to us more about that? Because I think, I hear this so often, you know, even when I speak at events, we don't always, I'm not talking about this, trust me. Um, but this this topic does come up is around, you know, how do I even, you know, the difference between having things on paper and then also having things digitally and how to combine them and what to combine and how to keep track of these things. What do you, what? Yeah, it's do you have a any, huge like, topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really, I'm a big advocate of digital only just because of the safety issue. We're moving, like, you know, if something happens, you can still have copies on your computer and cloud. Um, we're moving more. We have a lot of like virtual offices. So we need to send stuff. And I'm just, I really don't like paper in terms of just, it's much safer, I find, if you can have it on your computer and backed up. But that just brings, so I'm trying to move all my clients to this digital world. But while doing that, it's also causing the stress of overwhelm on your computer. So now we open our computers and there's this whole world that is just disorganized. So I, I, kind of my three steps for getting digitally organized is delete what you don't need. Like that includes all your files, you don't need all your emails, all your photos, and it It'll take a long time. Create some systems around that and then stick to them. So it's kind of my three-step process. It's a lot of work, but I feel like we need to start now or in five years, we're going to be so overwhelmed, we're not even going to know where to look on our computers. So true. What are some of the systems that you suggest to help us? Because that's one of the things that I 
I struggle with, and I think other people probably do too, is that I will spend some time and and do this. Like I will do the scan on my computer. I will go through and delete stuff, and then it feels like it just adds back up again. So, what are some like? Can you give us some examples of a couple couple systems that we might be able to put in place that prevent us from always having to just like tidy up? If that makes sense? Yeah. No, and I think um, a lot. There's so much great technology and software out there that is user friendly and very intuitive. So, depending on your needs. That could be, you know, very vast. But the, one of the biggest things I think is a system that you need to employ is some kind of Google Drive or Dropbox or iCloud to, sh- first of all, back up all your items <laughs> and your mm. photos. So that's one of the first things you need to get comfortable with is having one solid place. You're not having like four or five that you're using, but one place you're always storing all of your documents so they're with you on your desktop, laptop, and computer. That's one of the first systems I recommend. I use um, iCloud. I'm a Mac user, but um, a lot of people are using, like, depending on what you, what system you're using. And the second yeah, is... Yeah, I use Google Drive, and that's been so... I'm glad yeah. you said that. That's I never even thought about that, but yeah, it's been a big game changer. Just in the last probably six to nine months, I've been using it more, and it's so great. It is. And Google Drive can get away from you if you don't organize it properly, because it can get confusing. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm sure you have probably set something up that you know where to, like, you know, you have your podcast guests or whatever it is, but I would spend some time, whatever system you use, if it is Google Drive, to organize it for the way your processes are set up and that your staff can find it. And because Google Drives can be confusing if you don't organize them properly, but they're super efficient once they're organized. Yes, totally. And one thing I do find good about Google Drives not shameless plug here, not that they're paying me to say this, but I find that at least the search function is really good. So if I'm yes. like, what did I call that? I have no <laughs> idea what I called it. Where was it? I can at least, if I can remember a couple of key words, at least the search function is amazing. And I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, why did I file that again? I'm not sure, but now at least I found it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the next system I want to talk about is not just for business owners, but you've mentioned it already in our conversation just about like bills and paper coming in. And a lot of paper that comes in daily, um, even though we're still online shopping, but we're still going to grocery stores, is receipts. So for those business owners, and even if you're not, I would suggest getting some kind of app to take a photo of your receipt. There's, uh, I have um, my favorites, a uh, few that I use, Expensify or Neat, and there's a lot of them out there. But get in the habit of just taking a photo of that receipt. It auto-populates usually by the vendor, the name, um, the amount, and then it can be sent to your accounting software, or if it's personal, it's just on your phone. So Because receipt clutter is just not good. Mm, okay. We okay, that's so good to know. Um, I will add the by the way, anything that Jane is referring to, I'll make sure there's links to everything in the show notes for you guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, we use that with QuickBooks and I'll yeah. add the link to that. So QuickBooks is I don't know if the other ones you've mentioned are our accounting software, but QuickBooks is an accounting software. So that's that is what we do. We take pictures of the well, I should say my husband does this, yes. which is so nice. <laughs> um, but take the picture and they upload right to QuickBooks. And he said yep. that's been he just started in the last maybe two months and he said it's been really great. So Oh yeah, game but changer. What what about personally then if you're taking personal receipts, pictures of receipts? Because we honestly just have an envelope right now. We have many envelopes now over the years. Where do you file that digitally? Do you just keep it on your phone or do you create a separate file for personal receipts there? So the, what, what's unique about the um, a lot of the apps, uh, the ones that you can use with QuickBooks or the ones like uh, mine actually connects with QuickBooks. But I still, even if it's a personal receipt, I still take a photo of it. 
And at once a week when I do my um, accounting for my personal and business, I go in there, I just file them. You know, some of them are health, some of them are personal receipts. Whatever, let's say you're tracking your budget for your spend for the, the year on food, right? So you just take a picture, you put it in a food folder, and these folders are all on a cloud in your um, on your desktop. You can open it up and, and there you'll see your receipts. But it's so much easier to do this and they can calculate them for you. You can look at them all versus an envelope where you're probably not going to go back and take a calculator and calculate your receipts for the year for food. I don't know, but that seems like a lot of time. <laughs> so this is just a unique oh, yeah. way. No, we to, do yeah. not do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a really unique way for personal and business to, you know, the folders are super simple to set up on your computer. Once you upload them, maybe take, it might take 20 minutes to set up a you know, filing system digitally on your computer and the software. But once it's there, it's a game changer for just being able to view them, you know, add them, all of that and find them if you need them for an expensive purchase, whatever it may be. That is awesome. I love both of those, those tips. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing those. Oh, you're welcome. I just, this is one of the big things that has really helped me and all my clients say it's one of the biggest tips as well. So I love sharing it. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. So if we are looking to really organize our lives, do you suggest that we start like start something small? Do we kind of get a little bit more intense and, you know, spend a, a whole week doing this, clear our calendar for a weekend? Like how do you – I know you said 10 minutes a day for the closet, but as we keep evolving, like do we sometimes need to like take a vacation and just organize the house or can this still be done in small increments as we move on? Yeah, and that's where, you know, it depends on your state. <laughs> if you're if you're really if your house is you can't even walk through your house because it is causing and it's your whole family is in, you know, going to counseling because you're they're so stressed about all this stuff, then you might need to take a serious like week in declutter or hire a professional. If it's, you know, there it's a bit more surface level and you just want to get more organized, maybe you can add it into your calendar once a week and focus on it then. So it depends on the state you're in and the goal you want to accomplish. Let's say if you're moving in the next couple months, it might need to be escalated and you might need to do a week or two declutter. Or perhaps it's, you know, you're switching, you're switching jobs or offices. Those big life-changing moments, I think, are when you need to dedicate a lot of time to getting organized so you're ready to the, go to that next space. But if you're, you know, you're not changing anything, you just want to get a bit more organized, I say, you know, start putting it in your calendar at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. Maybe it's a room that you want to focus on, then maybe spend six hours, invite a friend, make it fun, and, and tackle it, right? But it, it, it really depends on your situation. Oh, that's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's great. Yeah, I, you know, I can relate. I think before we had my, we had our daughter, it was like, okay, we need to, we try, we spent quite a bit of time organizing all her clothes and setting up systems. And I got to just share this was like my one, I don't have a lot of organ, organizing decluttering tips, but I do have this one. One of the things that we did really well when we first had, we knew that our daughter was going to grow out of clothes really quickly because kids just grow all the time. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is preemptively, I created boxes with the ages on them on the outside of it. And so when she aged out of something, instead of like rehanging it back up, I would put it in the box with that age range of clothes. And I would even, have a donate box too so I can, you know, have stuff that I want to donate or stuff that I may hold on to in case we decide to have another baby. Not sure about that. But anyways, um, it just it was a way to it was a process that we created that helped us stay organized as opposed to having to 
go back every, you know, six months or a year or maybe not for every year and years later than going through heaps and piles of clothing and not knowing what fits and what doesn't. That was something really simple that we did that really helped us to stay organized before we got into the season of um, being parents. So that's wow, the one tip that I, I have. I love that idea. That is so that's, – that's so thoughtful and it really probably helped you keep on track because that's the one thing that kids are always, like you said, outgrowing and it can be hard to get rid of it sometimes because – emotional or, oh, they wore this at a certain age. But having that donate bin in front of you probably also said, but somebody else can use it, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we're very lucky too. We live in a condo building that um, our building actually has in it textile recycling and donation. So we can – I know we're so lucky to have that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know not everybody has this. But H&M takes – textile donations and there's lots of organizations. Once I think feel like once you know where to donate, you know where to donate. Um, so but but basically, yeah, as soon as the clothes is done, any of our clothes, we just are able to either recycle it or get it donated. And it does help having that, like the box there, we can just do it and get it over with. Yeah, and and I found I actually sell donate and sell boxes on my uh website organized Jane. And it's because, you know, we can have a box that's some you know in our closet or in our kids' room that's in in just like a cardboard box and write donate on it, but my boxes are pretty so you can keep it there, right? I find when Mm. things look aesthetic, you're more likely to use them, but just having something in front of you that says donate will make you more apt to think about it and also the reason behind it. So if, if it's in your building, it's super. I love that idea. I wish all buildings had that. Yeah, me too. We should we should advocate for that. Yeah, <laughs> we it's should. Definitely, <laughs> it's definitely amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the – I know you work with a lot of different people, so there's probably a few, but I'm wondering if you could speak to some of the mistakes that you see people make and how, like how you help people either avoid them or get out of them. Yeah, one of the biggest mistakes, and that's why I sort of tiptoe around <laughs> when you mention, you know, should I tackle it all at once or, you know, a lot of people come and they're like, okay, I'm going to spend the weekend reorganizing my whole entire house. They do that, and then the next week it's just a disaster again. So I actually say – I don't want you to do everything at once. I want you to take smaller steps because that way you can incorporate it, see if it fits into your lifestyle, you know, the way you reorganize something in the kitchen. Maybe it doesn't even work and your family doesn't, you know, can't use it because they can't find anything. So those small steps I find will make a bigger progress to the end. So that's that's the biggest mistake I see is just diving in and doing too much and making it, you know, unsustainable for the rest of your family or even yourself. You know, a lot of us have done this. We've reorganize our closet perfectly, the next day it's a disaster. And I know there's some people listening who can attest to that. (laughs) So smaller steps is my advice. Oh, that's great. And that ties in – I say the same thing about goals. One of the biggest mistakes I think people make is that we try and set too many goals. And then we overwhelm ourselves and then Mm -hmm. we just end up right back at square one. And so I think very similar. It takes time to create new habits and even new processes and figure out what actually works and whether Mm -hmm. we're talking about how we address our receipts or how we deal with our closet or um, how we delegate things in our business or how we – you know create healthy habits in our life. I think you're right. It's, it's about that focus and about trying one thing. So I, mean, I never thought about it with decluttering. I'm learning so much, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I love sharing this too, because everybody, when I talk to them, they're always overwhelmed about organizing some aspect of their life. So I find just getting rid of that overwhelm and looking at it in a different perspective, like, like, like you mentioned, small chunks, like the, to the goals will make you more apt to do it. So what other mistakes do you see people making? The big mistakes I see is that people are not, um, you know, we we think about organizing only about 
these things we can see, like our books or our clothes or our cups in our kitchen. But the biggest mistake I see is actually a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses, they are set up, but they forget about the organizing the back end of their business. And the same if you run a household, you often will forget about the things that make your household run efficiently. And as you grow, I have more kids and <laughs> they do more sports or whatever it may be. You don't really scale your business or your life to, to meet that. And it's all about organizing those processes to help you, whether it can be things that you can eliminate in your life, outsource or automate. Those are all about organizing your processes. That's why I believe your home and office should be kind of efficiently the whole way through. But as we grow, we need to kind of look at our tasks, where are we spending our time? And a lot of us make mistakes on that. We'll just grow a business really fast, but we'll forget to organize the back end. The same with our household. As your kids get older, they're going to, you know, you're going to also need to reorganize your process of doing things. Yeah. Can can you speak a little bit to both those? Because I can relate to that and I don't have the answer. So um, I would love to know what your thoughts are. You know, we, that's something that my husband and I have struggled with as we now have a baby. We also have um, – we. We have rental properties. We have 22 doors now in our in our business. And then I have my business too and the podcast. And it feels like um, we just have so much responsibility that there's so many things and so many moving parts. So I'd love to hear both from the family and from the, the business perspective, what are some of the things that you do to organize the back end to keep the front end simpler and running? Yes. So the biggest thing is a task audit. So what you're doing, you should be – I want – I take my clients to this exercise where I go through – Every single thing that they're doing from personal and business, put it on a log and see where they're spending the most amount of their time. And then I go forward and say, do you like it? Are you good at it? Are you not good at it? Are you like, like we kind of go through these chunks and already through then you can see, oh my gosh, I'm spending so much time on this. I'm not even good at it and I don't like it. And to be honest, a lot of them is for, um, you know, you mentioned it yourself, you have businesses, your husband has a business. A lot of it is we're spending, still spending time on our housework or, you know, admin tasks that we're, you know, and even social content creation, engagement, all of this is, you know, if we're not like it and you're not good at it, that's where we should be seeking help or should be seeking ways to make it easier on us. Um, Everything as simple as, you know, hiring house cleaner if you can, or hiring someone to do a small admin task virtually for you that can free up so much of your time. So it's those little things that I think can make a big difference. So sitting down, especially if you're in business with your husband too, all the tasks you do from business to personal and and see where, you know, how much time really and are they your zone of genius? Yes. Yes. I totally – yeah. And I, that's I so funny. So many things that you speak to are very parallel to goals and I've never thought about it in the way of mm-hmm. with organizing too. So I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Um, how do you face the resistance if people say, well, I, I can't afford to outsource this or I can't afford to get help? Yeah, no, that's like the most common um, objection. And it yeah, comes, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, and it becomes pretty clear. Like especially, you know, I don't say hire if you don't need to. Like you don't, you know, there's no reason to hire for your business if you don't need to because then you're just you're creating more tasks for yourself, managing those people. Same with your household. But there becomes a, like you really need to understand first uh, – I just, as soon as we go through kind of where you're spending your time, it already opens up this aha moment. So I don't really have to even, the objection never comes up anymore because it's really that proof that, oh, you're spending this much time on that. Okay. You're making money in this, you know, your revenue generator activities are here, X, Y, and Z, and you're spending three hours a day cleaning your house. (laughs) You're not focusing on this. 
how many more sales can you get? So just breaking it down or, you know, showing them where they're actually making the money or the profit or where they, you know, if it's um, a mother in a home, this is where you like to be spending like more time with your children or more time teaching or volunteering, whatever it is. How can we eliminate that? So the cost thing too, it's a, it's really that cost benefit looking at it in terms of, you know, what, how much more can you make on the other side? But also a lot of times we don't realize that there's, you know, there's so many sites today that we can, you know, aside from the housework side, but a lot of virtual tasks can be outsourced for pretty efficiently these days. Um, and I find a lot of us don't, don't um, we don't think about that yet, but you can have a virtual assistant for a lot less than you could a few years ago. And that's really at our fingertips. So a lot of those services are available to us. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. I think, I think being being open and creative too is a big part of it. Um, even just some something that I've found um, recently. One of one of the goals I write down all the time is I have a personal chef because I don't enjoy cooking, but I love good food. Mm-hmm. And I've been using good food delivery, which has been great for the last year. But I was still found it was taking me so much time to make the food and cook it. And my, my husband works away a lot, and so it was just taking so much time. And so I was like, you know what? what would it cost to actually have a chef or to have pre-made meals? And mm-hmm. I, when I actually looked into it, the cost is very minimally more than what I was already spending. Mm-hmm. And so I was so amazed because in my head I kept thinking, and I think a lot of times we think, oh, a cleaner is going to be so expensive or I can't afford that. We have these stories already or I yeah. can't afford a team. Um, and we don't even do the research. We don't even look into it or get creative or say, you know, could I do a swap here? Like, exactly. What could I do that, yeah. would, that would be creative or different? And it was amazing. Like, when I, you know, the pre-made meals literally, I think, uh, maybe cost me twenty dollars more a week than what I was already spending, and my life has changed when I that love happened. Hearing this. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, that's one thing that I found because I definitely have, um, you know, I obviously face that resistance with, with my clients too, and I face it myself, which is why I can speak to it so well. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is so I love what you said there too, like that cost benefit and and breaking it down and seeing that. Um, and then I just wanted to add that one piece there too, which is you know actually do the research. And because you're right, there's so much more available to us than we probably even know. And sometimes we have these these stories of like, I need to, you know, house cleaners are for these people or people with teams are, that's for people who make, we make up these funny rules in our head mm-hmm. and I know, never do. actually do the research. So yeah, I but love I, that you brought them up. I love that personal chef story because if we did our task audit together, I would have seen that you wrote down, you know, making meals would take me like however many minutes a day, like 60 or 90 minutes or whatever you know, rate it from one to four, you probably would have put don't like not good at it, right? So immediately, yeah. that number would have stood out at me. And I'd be like, okay, well, why are we doing this? And you would have put like, you know, your podcast or your community engagement as a high level or whatever it may be. So those are just, I say getting realistic, like realistic, like you did on what you're not good at what you don't like, and how to eliminate those. Totally. Yeah. So good. And it's probably, there's something, anybody listening to this right now, I will tell you this because I've been going through this myself and all the things that I, like even right now during COVID where we think we, we, I I recognize, especially for us as parents, like our villages are gone. It is a lot more challenging. There are still things that you can do. There are still ways. So just want to encourage you guys to stay open and stay, get creative about what that might look like. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like your swap idea too, because that's a great idea. And a lot of times people are looking for what you can offer, your service or product, but um, we're scared to ask for that, right, or in terms of the swapping. But we're, we should be really open to that, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. So in, a, in your business, where was the first place that you outsourced? 
Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> so I actually, the same, um, I looked on the personal side, I, cause I didn't, you know, I don't like cleaning. I guess I'm good at it, but not really good at it. And the same with meal prep. So for me, for personally, those were two things that I outsourced so I could actually spend more time because I really like social media content creation and engaging with my community. So I actually outsourced first the personal items and then I went to my business outsourcing. But for my business, I outsource now um, a lot of some social media interaction and I have a virtual assistant and also for my sales funnels. So a lot on the text, the digital side. And then I still do bookkeeping and whatnot myself because I'm organized. So it's, um, yeah, but I will see kind of every quarter I reevaluate my tasks and see what new has come on and what else could be eliminated or, out, or outsourced or automated. So brilliant. I love that. Were there any mistakes you made when you started outsourcing? Oh, yes. So many mistakes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think I almost outsourced too soon. And this this can happen as well. That's why I say you don't need to hire until you need to hire, right? Because otherwise we have too many staff and we get we go too complicated of systems and then we're just managing those staff. So I actually was like, you know, in the digital age when this when I started my real organized Jane, I was consulting first and then uh, I thought I'm going to rebrand and then I need to have all I need to have like you know everything in place like a marketing a social media manager and this and then I got this big team and it was so much work to manage them and they weren't and the revenue wasn't coming in. So I think for myself, I outsourced too many things because I thought you had to to grow a big team, but really that makes things more complicated. So hire when you're ready. Mm, that's such great advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what does it look like? We talked a little bit about some of the processes in our personal life and what some of that sustainment might look like. What does that look like in our business organization to sustain some of that organization? Yeah, this is my favorite part because I love um, in, in corporate. I used to make unprofitable businesses profitable, and it was all about the process behind it. I say you can even like even on the cover of my first book, it says a woman with organizing skills can um, organize a construction company without even picking up a nail and a hammer. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. really about that getting to understand the process from getting your product or your service to the customer and how to make that more efficient. So the operational background I think is huge and we often forget it we make it more complicated so it really is just stripping down your business starting with the operations and then and then detailing all the rest of the processes naming them so everybody calls them the same but getting those a bit it's really like the way of your business I always say like I'm terrified of flying and (laughs) I always say I'm really glad that you know pilots have checklists to follow to make sure that they you know get all the gauges checked and things before they fly. It should be the same with your business. Oh, you, I mean, I, I love this stuff and it's funny because I've been a little resistant to it in my business. Um, what do you say to the people that are like, you know, I don't have time to do this? <laughs> what do you, what do you say? Oh about? yeah. And if you actually join my, <laughs> my webinar that I have, it's so funny because that's usually the biggest objection is, and, and I say, well, it's okay. This, this webinar is not for people who want to stay too busy this is not for people who don't want to take action to, you know, get a bit more calm and clarity. And this webinar is not for people who want to actually serve more people and bring your zone of genius to the bigger world, because that's what I, you know, you have to kind of look beyond that. And if you really like being that too busy, frazzled business person, great. But how are you showing up in front of your clients, future clients? And can you really get to your goal without being organized? Truth. Love it. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. I love that. That's such a compassionate way 
to say it in such an honest way because it's true. We, we all yeah. have to to get where we want to go. We have to ask ourselves, am I really willing to do what it's going to take to get there? Mm-hmm. Um, so I so appreciate you said that. And um appreciate too that you're being upfront about the fact that it is going to take time upfront. It is going to be oh, – yeah. You're going to have to take time to set up the systems uh, or find the right people. That does take time. But the question is, do you really – do you want to go there? Do you want to serve more people? Do you want to be less busy? Because if so, this is the path there. Exactly. And I always say like your business is usually you're promoting or selling something that is going to help somebody. <laughs> and the more somebody's you can help uh, with your advice or your service or your product – like that's what we really want to get to that outcome. So the more organized you are, the more automated, the more streamlined, the more people you can help in the end. I think most entrepreneurs, at least I think our community of golden girls, like everybody is so like loves their customers and is Mm -hmm. truly in it for the right reasons. Yeah. What, do you have any thoughts or um, suggestions, tips, anything that someone could listening could do right now to streamline or make it easier for them to really serve their customer well? Oh, that's, that's, a, um, that's a big question. <laughs> and I, I say the first thing is, yeah, really, this how are you showing up in front of your customer, right? If customers are always like, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. I know you're so busy. But you want to just have this approach that you want to be approachable. You want to also have those expectations set for your customers. So, you know, they know when your opening hours are. They know that you maybe check emails only twice a day if it's a service business or whatever it may be to set that expectation for them. But to also make sure that when you show up, you are present, you're not multitasking, you're not whatever it may be. So you can show up, you know, just really think about that customer's end need. What I think I heard there, which is really great, is think about when your times are to be in front of your customer and when you're in front of your customer, be in front of your customer. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and I think that's a I, that's a lesson I got from marketing coaches and things too, but it's really like if you, if you already are disorganized and don't have your time organized and it's, your customer is going to notice that, right? And even when we're doing an Instagram story, who are you talking to? Like, are, are you... You know, is your message, you know, is it profitable content in terms of is it going to help somebody? Is it going to teach them something? Is it the way we show up versus if it, is it just a frazzled message that uh, doesn't really help our customer? We always just want to be providing some kind of value. And I find the more organized we are, even with our content we're putting out there, will help, we'll help you generate kind of more customers and nurture the ones you have. Any tips or advice on organizing our content to serve our customers better? Yep. So I'm not a, a marketing expert <laughs> and I'm not um, a, or a branding expert. I've just kind of learned what works for my brand. And um, I say that you, you, you should probably have those one or two platforms that are your key platforms. Um, of course, maybe you have to be on all of them, myself included, but you're going to find out pretty quickly where your target sits, where you get the most leads and design that content around those customers. So I use, um, I'm big on YouTube creation, not just for uh, just more for having that resource library too, so I can pull videos if people ask. So for myself, I do a yearly content calendar and I break it down into themes and then I, each month I do it and I plan this the year in advance and then every quarter I, I do the content, I batch it. Like let's say I'll say, okay, I'm going to, for four hours this morning, I'm only going to write blog posts on this topic and then the scripts for my videos and just do it all at once because I'm in the flow of things. So that's how I do it. And it's, it might seem like a, a lot of work, but all of content creation is work. This is, I'm trying to batch it to make the most sense or block time. 
Yeah, that's great. Batching is it makes a huge difference, I think, oh, with yeah. content because content is one of those things that's really hard to kind of jump in and out of. So yeah, you know, it's hard to be also replying to emails and creating great content at the same time, right? Or also be doing a client call in the middle of it. Um, yeah, that's so great. I love that you said that about. And batching. if you're in the flow, if you're doing content already for a few hours, like you're, you'll get creative, right? And think about then you can just stay stick with it get it done. And then the more, of course, things can change or other content can come in there, but at least you'll have some pre-written. It's that consistency piece that is a difficult one. And the better we can organize that, the more consistent we'll be. Mm, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What about for the clients we already have? Do you have any thoughts around, um, any, or any other tips around how to, or how we could organize ourselves better to serve them better? Yeah, that's um, actually next week in my course with my live course I'm doing with my business owners. We're talking all about kind of client retention processes, referral processes, um, membership programs. So it, it you know it depends on the the type of obviously product or service you're selling and if it's a repeat customer. But uh, that target market should probably already show you um, some industry statistics on what works, what their what type of you know um, approach they like. You know one. Um, client I have does is a doctor and does a lot of surgeries in her business. So hers is actually going to GPs and going face to face again. So that's her kind of target. That's what they're, they like and what they respond to. So I think a lot of us are like, Oh, we have to do, you know, so much social media, but look back to that, your target audience, you know, who's your customer? What, how do they like to be approached? Right. Maybe we're doing too much for them and all they really want is a Christmas card every year, but we're not doing something. We're not doing that. Right. So it's, getting kind of back to the basics and stripping down the layers of what your customer actually wants from you. And a lot of times we don't even ask that. So sending out surveys sometimes or saying, you know what, can I, you know, ask for five minutes what you think about this or how can I serve you better? Just those simple questions. That's awesome advice. I love that. That's something that I think anyone that has a business, we could probably stand to do it more. Mm -hmm. Um, just check in and see what they actually need because you never know where you might be over-delivering in the wrong areas or under-delivering in the right areas. Yeah, exactly. And it could be, you know, part of your quarterly, um, I plan my goals quarterly and I look at my business plan quarterly. It could have in there like a customer retention thing or a survey you do or something that you could do quarterly for for your customers, whatever it may be. But if you do it consistently, I think they would appreciate it too. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So good, Jane. Okay. I feel like you just told us so many great tips, but I, and I'm just like throwing this back at you just to make sure. Was there anything else that like you just want to say that you think everybody needs to know that I, or something that I didn't ask you that I wish I had? No, I, I, we covered a lot today. And when a lot of people see my brand, you know, Organized Jane, they think, oh, it's all about, you know, closets and books and everything has to be organized. Of course, I'm a big believer in the holistic, your home to your office, to your processes, to your mental clarity should all be decluttered and organized. But I think um, like you you kind of mentioned it before, it's so much deeper than just that surface level stuff. We got to think about our mental health, where we want to be with our goals. You know, maybe we want to downsize or upsize, whatever it is, but really relate that organizing to your bigger goals because it's more than just color coding your shirts. I promise you it's it's about your entire life. That's why I'm so passionate about organizing because I know that it'll it'll help you be more successful, give you more clarity, and give you the time to spend on what you really want to do. So that's why I think organizing is one of those, you know, we, we don't relate it to this, and I, I'm trying to change that. 
Uh, you are. And I think that anybody <laughs> listening can just hear your passion for this, which is so great. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I have it. one – I have – oh, I have two last questions. But okay, one more related to what you just said, which is the mental – the mental – clutter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we, you know, we sort of talked about, but I wanted to see, is there anything, I think especially right now, there's so much noise in the world. There's so much out there. We're inundated every everywhere we go in every direction. What are, you know, what's a simple thing that anybody listening to this could do right now or this week to help reduce some of that mental clutter, that mental noise? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think um, we're inundated with so much online stuff too. So just shutting off whatever it may be, your notifications this weekend, your even your social media for a day, your emails, and just folk, you know, having that refocus time to get, you know, work on your goals or work on something you've wanted to work on but have been distracted. And I think we're also inundated with so much training and advice and, you know, free, whatever it may be. So just getting back and, and spending time, okay, what do I want to learn? What's my goals? And then picking a coach and going for it, right? I find we're often, we have, we're in analysis paralysis with everything we're seeing. Strip it back down, make a decision and move forward. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Um, so I have one last Golden Girls question that I have to, I love to ask all of our guests, which is, I'm curious what big goal you're working on right now. Oh, that's, I have so many exciting things. <laughs> but um, the biggest goal that I have is really my, uh, a quarantine business booster course. I'm calling it right now because you've already said the date. <laughs> but it's, um, my course is going, uh, I've been doing it live and doing a lot of one-on-ones with clients. And now I'm bringing it, you know, into a model which is more online. You're still going to have personalized support for me once a week. But really this for me is I've organized my processes better to help more people. So that's going to be my big goal is to get, uh, my course to, to, to educate as many people as I can to help and help them get organized. That's my big goal for 2021, that it'll be completely automated course with still offering my personalized support. Oh, so great. I love that. I love that. So where can people find you and learn more about what you do, which is so far beyond just color coordinating. I just love it. <laughs> I know. I love it too because people don't often realize that, but they can find me on my website, organizedjane.com. And there you can link to uh, work with me, which is talks about the course one-on-one. And also I have a free webinar on my uh, website where you can learn more about my system for organizing your business and then a link to a, a free call with me if you're interested in the course. So that's my main kind of website uh, with the webinar. And then I'm very active on Instagram at Organize Jane. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to link to all that below. And you guys, Jane's webinar, How to Get Organized in Six Weeks. I think everybody's going to be doing it. So I can't, can't wait to hear, hear that. And you also have a YouTube channel too that you mentioned. So I'll make sure there's links there yep. below because it sounds like you have some amazing content on there as well. I do. I try every Tuesday. I post new videos. So it's really just a great reference tool and also just a, a community builder. So I, I'm a big fan of YouTube. Very cool. Oh my gosh. Jane, thank you so much for sharing all this. I think you really just helped reframe how organizing can actually help. I think you gave us so many simple tips that we can actually take away. And I don't know about you guys, but you, I, I say this a lot. I say the best way to honor a goal in your heart is to give it time on your calendar. So if this in any way is a part of your life, put that time in your calendar. Go through Organize Your Closet. Watch Jane's webinar. Watch Jane's videos and take her course and um, make this a way of life, not just something that you listen to a podcast and, and move on from. I think um, there is so much out there, Jane, but if you listen this whole 
whole way through, guys. This obviously means something to you. So check out Jane, what she's got going on. I know you'll be able to take away so many good things from this episode. Um, and go give go give Jane some love and tell her a big thank you because she is amazing. Well, thank you. And I really love that quote about giving uh, giving a time in your calendar. I might I might take that from you and, and, and put your name to it, though, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Yeah. The best way to honor a dream in your heart is to give it time on your calendar. Oh, that's I what I think. I love that. That is like, that's phenomenal. Okay. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Jane, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for all this wisdom. And um, I, I just have loved every minute of, it, minute of this and uh, can't wait to learn more from you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for having me again. You guys, isn't Jane great? Her genuine passion and enthusiasm for organizing and processes is contagious. And I know as I re-listened to the episode, it got me excited all over again to go through my house too. I wasn't expecting her philosophy and her process for organization to be so similar to do with goal setting, but I know it works with my clients and what we're doing, so it makes sense. And I feel like the things that she shares, you can apply them to your business, to your home life, to anything, and really make a difference. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. After I re-listened to it after Jane and I recorded, it seriously got me re-inspired. And I hope that it reminds you, as it did for me, that we can do this. We can have organized houses and lives. The key here that I'm taking away that I want you to as well is to make it a priority and to get it started and to make it a habit. And it can be as little as 10 minutes a day to get us moving and get our houses, our businesses, our lives organized so we can create the time and space for the things that really matter most. Make sure you go check out the show notes. There's more information about Jane. You can sign up for her Get Organized in Six Weeks webinar and check out her books as well. Now, as always, if you love this episode, it would mean so much to me for you to share it with a friend. If you could also help us out and take a moment to leave a written review, that makes such a big difference. We One of our goals for the rest of the year is to really make sure that we're getting this podcast out there. So if this helped you and you think it would help someone else, please write a written review because that will help us, you know, find new people and help other people say, yes, I want to listen to this podcast. Plus, if you didn't already know, we would love to feature you and we give shout outs to those people that leave us reviews to say thank you. So please take a moment and do that. That is all for today, Golden Girl. A huge thank you to Jane for joining us and a big thank you to you as always for listening. Thanks again and I'll see you on the next episode of Golden Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls Podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls Podcast.